everybody, welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Solutions Brewing Podcast. I'm Rob, and today I'm joined with Steve and Brendan. Hello. Howdy. Also. Ah, yeah. Ah, uh, there we go. Cracking that's a good beer. crack. Good crack. That's that's not a dull bad, bad way to start. Uh, so what'd you just crack there, Steve? I popped a uh, Ponderosa Goza. Ponderosa Goza. Beer. What do you got going on there, Brendan? I have... A Correction Line West Coast Pale Ale, which I thought was just Snake Lake, but it's not. It's a collab between Snake Lake, Blind Man, Commonwealth, and Valley Brewing. Yeah, it's all those breweries in the central Alberta there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Rob, what are you drinking today? I have a Bex Zero, so it's actually Zero Zero. A true Zero. Is it as good as the Heineken Zero? Uh, No. Okay. It's good. The Bex is good. I'd say it's my number two. My number one would be Heineken. It kind of tracks with Heineken and Bex anyway. In real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it's not as cool as your uh, Corona Zero that you were drinking earlier and during yes. this meeting. The Sun Brew. It was also Corona Zero with extra vitamin D. Like <laughs> There must be something they're adding to it just to... Like for a flavor thing that just happens to have a, a swag ton of vitamin D that they're like, oh yeah, we can we can market this actually. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, I, I whatever. Because I mean, let's be vitamin D go outside. <laughs> Maybe they only market it that way in like Canada for like in the winter when you're wishing you were out on the beach and you were able to get some actual <laughs> when there's no D, sun. Like, <laughs> you know what? Just have the Corona instead. That's actually not a bad uh, a little bad marketing technique there. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, he, I don't have the bottle with me, but I could, I could have checked. It. Like the the daily value percentage is pretty low too. It's not like anything of significance, but <laughs> it's actually but it's just they, barely they, measurable. So they're allowed to say it's a source. I think it, <laughs> I, I can't remember, but if if I were to guess, I think it's like three or five percent or three percent or something like that. But look, that just means it. you need to slam back what thirty of those things, <laughs> and you can because they're zero zeros. They're zero zero. Just drink it all day. Oh, your bladder be so full. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I start my day, I roll out of bed, and I crack a Corona Zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. For when obligations prevent you from drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zero yeah. So anyway, that, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, though. No, it does not. Um, which, what are we talking about today, Brendan? Something that has absolutely nothing to do with beer, but only, I guess, tangentially. Uh, we're going to talk about lessons learned while installing drywall. Yes. So, Well, we so, can also uh, talk about why we're installing drywall. I suppose that'd be the tangential connection to, you know, the point of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the, the answer uh, may surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the uh, so on the weekend and leading into almost Tuesday, by the time we were uh, Brendan actually uh, finished all of the drywall, uh, we were out at the property where the shop is being built and which we are going to be uh, subleasing uh, space for our brewery. We. Uh, as a requirement, we um, we did not get the inside the, ins- the the walls were insulated, 
but the there was no drywall put on because before we were out there we didn't know where like all the electrical was going to be how what our requirements going to be or if like you know there's going to be requirements for water lines or anything like that so we uh <laughs> we we didn't get the builder to put on the drywall and that was a mistake holy man was that a mistake it was a cost effect effective you know uh definitely saved a, a significant chunk of money doing ourselves but oh boy like i i, I don't know it was, uh, it was a good example of uh, how much is your time actually worth and for, and for as i get like older this. i'm pretty sure my time is getting more and more valuable <laughs> doing <laughs> freaking manual labor is not in my purview anymore <laughs> so and i say this doing like physical labor like six months ago in my other job before i got my current one i was doing that and getting a small taste of it again made me regret ever agreeing to do in the drywall <laughs> so the scale of the task that we were faced with was um to drywall the ceiling of a 30 by 45 foot um ceiling uh with just over 12 foot roofs yeah so ceiling drywall of course is its own special thing because drywall is heavy uh, and holding it up while somebody tries to find a drill bit and put a screw in or something like that is impossible. So, of course, we had learned about, from this from previous experience because we're all old men now. Um, <laughs> yep, I remember that time. And there is a device that you can very cost-effectively rent, uh, which is called a drywall lift. Very simply, you put the sheet of drywall on it, and it lifts it up. And it'll just yep. hold it wherever you need it, and you can put the screws in at your leisure. We're like, great, I had a great plan, we'll get this thing, we'll put it up. I don't care if it's 10 sheets of drywall or 80 sheets of drywall, or in this case, around 45 sheets of drywall. Yeah. Um, it'll be quick, <laughs> it'll be easy. Go get the piece of equipment, rent it, talk to the guys, okay, I'm doing a 12-foot ceiling here, this will do a 12-foot ceiling. They're like, yes, sir, it'll do whatever you need it to do. Throw it in the back of the truck, drive out to meet uh, Steve and my brother, who was helping us. Get everything sorted there, put everything together. And get, I had get, the presence of mind to test it before we put a sheet of drywall on it. So I was like, you know what? I better just make sure. <laughs> so crank it up, crank it up, and it makes this terrible, ungodly noise as it's going up, which was actually just the normal noise of the gears because it's not really oiled very well. No. Um, and up it goes, up it goes, up it goes, up it goes, and it stops six inches below the ceiling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's right there and you start looking at this and i was thinking okay well maybe we could put it there and just like lift up the last little six no you can't do that because the second you try to do that that sheet of drywall is coming down and you're basically just lifting the whole damn thing anyway yeah so and and so like we're looking at this and of course we try to start problem solving so uh, you know, what, what else do we have around here that we can maybe prop this thing up to six inches? And so we're, we're in, uh, we're in the wood pile around this, uh, around this property, trying to find like sheets of plywood and other stuff. And then realizing, uh, you know how much we're going to have to, like, we literally are going to have to stack six inches worth of plywood, like three quarter or five eighths inch plywood up to six inches to at least even get this effective. And that's yeah. only for the small area that we're going to be able to use the lift on before yeah. we have to move the stack of wood again. So 
so that wasn't a very good solution so it's like okay we'll start calling back to the rental place because there's got to be a better way to do this yeah a little while on hold farting around trying to figure out the plywood stuff finally get a hold of the guys give them a a few polite words of uh describing the situation and our current state of mind (laughs) and then they finally like oh no, you wanted the the one for like tall ceilings. Yeah. No, we got one that'll go up to fifteen feet. Oh, there you go. I was just like, yeah. Well, that would have been great to know an hour ago when I picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, put it aside so we, for me. I'm on my way, sort of thing. So we we get out there like Brendan says. Okay, we're doing drywall at nine o'clock on Sunday. Make sure you're there. It's like okay, sounds good. Get up early. Tell my wife, hey, you know, like. Based, again, because we've done this before, it's like, okay, I know the scope, you know, it shouldn't be too bad. You know, I should be back around, like, afternoon, evening. Should be fine. Like, it, it won't be that much of a problem. So show up there, find these other easy problems. So we start, like, putting up some drywall on the walls, because, like, we're going to have to do that too, but we start doing that. By the time Brendan gets back, it's almost noon. It's like 11.30 when he comes back yeah, with the new okay. thing. So we, we put a sheet of drywall on, we test it, and then, uh, you know, lunch break. Okay, so we get back, and it's like well, 12. hold on a second here. Before, we, like, we, we tested it, we got the sheet up. We actually got two rows done before we took lunch. That's that's true. We did we did do two rows. Because, yeah, yeah you're is, right. Like, we did take it in the late afternoon. Which is about 10, 10 11 sheets of plywood. So, like, once we got the right piece of equipment, we were able to place the drywall very effectively. Yeah. Um, oh, and, then, and this was... Our second issue. <laughs> so drywall sheet is four feet wide. There's uh, trusses basically every two feet. So you've got a set of screws on one end, a set of screws on the other end, and you're, you got a tack in the middle too. Mm-hmm. And you would think that you could follow a straight line from one end of that board to the other end of that board and hit that two and a half inch or not quite two inch. Well, it's one and a half truss. inch. Yeah, one yeah, and a half one and inch truss. The answer is no, you can't. Uh, <laughs> so there's a there's a those early boards definitely have a lot more screws in them than are actually supporting the board. <laughs> yeah, so you... through. Nope, <laughs> nope. There's the board. <laughs> and uh, the solution of this didn't come till later because um, <clears throat> I I'd, I'd, I'd taken out my old uh, tool belt, got a bunch of random tools and measuring tools and all that kind of stuff or tape measures and that on it so it's like okay you know just in case i'll bring this out you know i might might use it and then it turns out with the scope of work we're doing no i just i have a hoodie screws go in the in the pocket good to go until i'm looking at my tool belt and this is like after we've done five rows five six rows or something like that i uh i look because again all like equipment you know especially for construction it's like orange and black or yellow and black or something like it's it's something in black and i had had my tape measure on me but there's still something in my tool belt that was yellow and black and i thought like i thought it was one of my other tape measures that i had because i had two uh because one's again a little all the construction side uh one of the, the the useful tape measure is in uh imperial so it you know does Inches, inches, half, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And the bad tape measure I have is a dual one. It has both metric and uh, imperial on it and therefore is useless 
because the the Imperial is so much smaller because it has both sets of measurements on there and no one in construction uses metric. No one. So it, it was basically like a joke, uh, joke tape measure because they do exist and some people do use them, but my God, you don't use them. So that's what I thought it was until I picked it up and realized it was one of the chalk lines I had stolen inadvertently from my old job. You know what's really good for finding where the center line of a board is? You literally put one one thing on the one end, drag it across the other, and snap. And then all of a sudden, you've got a line that goes right down the center of the board. So we figured that out almost in the evening on the Sunday. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's rated right about the halfway point in the ceiling. And you start seeing these chalk lines show up, and the our screw budget drops by at least 30%. <laughs> <laughs> Because now every screw in the center is hitting its mark perfectly, except for the one that Matt screwed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he so... Had, he had missed one, or he didn't miss. He, he had shifted one of his screws over and just barely caught the edge of the board. And then we went to draw the new line, and he went to that screw instead of the old screw, which was instead of the screw on the previous sheet, which was right smack dab in the center. And so we mm-hmm. drew the line, and then the line ended up being just that extra hair to the left, so that when I tried to put my first screw in on the line, I missed the, missed the board. <laughs> so yeah, we, we gave him shit for that. It was, it was, it was what fun. Are you doing? We were cussing construction workers for a couple of days. Yeah, and so like we worked as, as long as we could until we lost light on, on the Sunday. So we got to about, it was about 7.30, 8 o'clock when it was like, it's getting dark, like you, we can barely see. So went and got a little bit of supper and, you know, like, okay, um, because like in, Al- in Alberta right now, like it's getting really cold in the evenings and like, we're going to get snow soon. And so with the requirement of the shop and all that, um, they wanted to get the upper insulation in. So that's why we're putting all this drywall on the roof to get all this insulation in. So then we can basically turn on cause it's got in for heating, get that all turned on, get that all turned up. Um, we're still waiting for the garage door to show up as well, which is a whole other, a whole other thing, yeah. separate thing. Um, but at least in the meantime, we could basically like tarp it, uh, like like screw some boards in, get a tarp in there, get it nice, and, and that'll at least hold the heat in. But we need to get the uh, <laughs> the the roof in or the the roof uh, drywall in, so then they can blow in the insulation, and then we can get all the rest of the stuff going. So. Uh, so since all the weather is going to come and it's going to be terrible, okay, we need to come back Monday night after work and we're, we're going to do this. Okay. So we make, make agreements. We'll be out there by four 30 for a few of us, five for five thirty for Brendan. And sure enough, nothing goes to plan. I, I, I leave a little bit late cause I'm on a couple meetings and whatnot, get stuck in classic Calgary traffic. Same thing happens with Matt. And then Brendan, you were pretty pretty close to on time, but it's just you, you know, just ran into traffic and things, didn't you? Yeah, I was I was what ten minutes late because of traffic. Yeah, so we get out there and it's like almost quarter to six, and it's like okay, so we've got like a third of the roof left to do. We have the technique now. We spent a day. We have learned the technique. We are now good to go, but we have like basically two and a half hours to get this done. And we didn't get done. <laughs> we got everything done except for the space between the last. The last gap was a not quite half space, 
So it mm-hmm. ended up being uh, like 18 inches. So he had yeah. to cut every board and fit every board, and it was just we just hit that same like lost light. But the nice thing about that last base, because it was just those narrow boards, you don't need the lift anymore because you can cut boards small enough to just hand bomb up there. Yeah. So we lose but- the light at around 820. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I have until nine o'clock to get this lift back before I get charged for another day. <laughs> so <laughs> pack the lift up, throw it in the truck, um, and just burn out of there. <laughs> skip dinner, skip all that other sort of stuff. <laughs> and I'm gone. Make it back to, back to the rental place and drop it off with five minutes, 10 minutes to spare. So a little better than I thought, but yeah. But so the other interesting thing about uh, going back in the Monday, again, because we've got tight timelines and all that, but we got the technique. Um, like we're going pretty good. And like, because I'm doing the lift stuff, like I've actually gotten like fairly decent at like playing with it and all that kind of stuff. So I, there's a couple times like I put up the piece perfectly. Like it was amazing. Just like, boom, Matt, Brendan, get the fuck up there. Like you get it done. Like go, go, go. Like we've got, we've got to go sort of thing. And, like, I'm prepping all the pieces and all that. And it's working like a really oiled-eld machine right up until the last row. Because the the drywall was dropped off um, inside the shop where we've now reached, where we, we are actually doing the work now. So uh, how many sheets was there, Brendan? A uh, uh, hundred or so or something? So a hundred like sheets total were ordered. Um, yep. To that point, we had probably used about 40 of them. Yeah. So we had to move 60 sheets of drywall from right where it was to somewhere else, anywhere else. Because <laughs> uh, we had to get the drywall left in there to do that part of the ceiling. Yeah. And, and like the, the row before that, like it's like getting real tight and I'm, I'm maneuvering positioning with the lift. And I'm just like, I'm, it's like, I don't have the space. And the next row, like we definitely don't have the space for it now. And so we got to spend like 15 minutes, ha- again, hand bombing all of these uh all of these boards over and just like you're getting more and more tired and exhausted and then the best part happens light act so like again it's you know we're going until about 8 20 30 uh the light goes down so we've got the lift we've got two guys on ladders we got someone standing on the ladders because it's a rickety old piece of crap that uh my oh, that dad actually used fine. to own. everybody gives it flat but it's fine no, it's it's a hazardous thing that's going to kill someone one of these days. It's, it's been waiting 30 years to kill someone, and it hasn't yet, but it will. <laughs> that's a level of incompetence that's never going to resolve itself. <laughs> back when uh, back when the Sox owned it, and then we passed on the curse to the Pipas. Like, that's 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 that friggin' ladder. Um, but I'm holding, and so I'm holding my cell phone uh, with a flashlight on it to give the light, the guys enough light to see the freaking outline on the roof to put in the screws. Like, holy man, the freaking cowboy construction. But we got it sorted. I mean, it, in, in the typical course of things, it took twice as long as you think it's going to take and you're going to run into all these issues. But the best part is that we found solutions to every single one of them. We got the job done on time for the insulators who were there today. Oh, yes. excellent. Blue, blue in the insulation. The job's done. Yeah. Now we just need a door, and then we can start working and, and solving all the other problems for actually setting up the, the actual brewery space inside. Yeah. So we're going totally down the great road here. Yeah. The other great part of this is um, 
<laughs> my dad was always there at the end of the job when we didn't have to go up on the ladders anymore with four packs of Solutions Ruined Missing Piece Tall Boys. <laughs> 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 for whoever was working. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was looking out for us. Yeah, he definitely was. But, uh, yeah, like, it's it's up there, you know, it's, we're, we're good to go. We just need to, again, start getting our equipment and our licenses in place. And we'll be ready to go here pretty soon. Yeah, so this is pretty exciting. So that's, I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know. I wish I, I, wish I could have been there, but unfortunately that was uh, a weekend of, uh, me recovering from the chemo treatments, that kind of knocks me on my ass for four or five days. So, Oh, don't um, worry, Rob. There'll be more than enough work in that space once you're back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's it's good. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Like I said, it'd be nice if I was there. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is exciting. Uh, for anyone who's wondering how big of a space or how big of a brewery is, this is what would be called a... Most people have a microbrewery. This is going to be a nano brewery. Uh, so it's going to be very, very small. We'll basically have equipment to make one keg of beer. So like 50 liters at a time, which is yeah. peanuts, really. Um, mm-hmm. But it gives us a lot of other benefits in terms of uh, we'll be allowed to do direct sales and deliveries, which is kind of the big thing we're gunning for. Mm-hmm. So that'll be... That would be really interesting. So, yeah, to, ha- to have our own storage uh, is going to be huge. That's and right. Then, we'll be able to act as our own warehouse. Yeah. And then, like on top of it, too, the uh, um, be- being able to brew and then being able to like do all the other stuff that we really like to do, all of our experimentation and all that, is going to be very interesting to to do now going forward. That's right. We'll be allowed to do pilot brews. We'll be allowed to can and send those off as samples uh we'll be able to come up with different flavors now yeah different styles mm-hmm. so we won't be limited to just the three that we do uh with our contracting right now mm-hmm. yeah it's good it's gonna be very very exciting because like you know if you get out there early enough on the weekend uh you could do two brews in a single day like it you you wouldn't take much to do that so uh it, it'd be very interesting to like do back to back or do a big double batch and split it and, you know, treat each one different. I'm very, I'm looking very uh, forward to that because I can also drop my son off along the way at grandma's and be like, <laughs> here you go. And then whoop, off I go to brew for the day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So this is really nice. So right now there are three things ongoing. So right now we're still doing some construction. Uh, we also need federal licensing and we need some provincial licensing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're what was it, Brendan? They're actually circulating our uh, our intent in like the local paper or something like that. That's right. So actually, there's another angle to that. There's because uh, we're not in a specific town, we're also need so the yeah the county notifications went out. So their 21 day appeal period has started. Um, but luckily for us, we know all of the neighbors in the area. So yeah, yeah and for... I, I don't I don't <laughs> expect. Uh, any issues there and then yeah the federal excise and the aglc and then um uh alberta environment we need we're talking to as well so yeah right for wastewater yeah source water. so yes source water yes okay 
yeah, they're, they're making sure that we're not going to consume super much. And it's like, okay, if we did triple batches. That, 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 that'll be a fun one because you look at their, it's it's similar to the, the federal excise stuff where they're like, okay, well, our lowest thing starts at whatever it is for the federal It's like excise. a thousand cubes or something like that. Well, and no, uh, like, the the Alberta environment one starts at like 60,000 cubes or something like that. Holy. It's, it's, okay. it's massive, but it's meant for commercial <laughs> operators, right? Like they're talking about people who would be doing like um, oil gas fracks or like uh, I'm going to sell bottled water or <laughs> like people who are intending to use a huge amount of this, this resource. Whereas we're going to be like, if we use 100 cubes a year, that'd be huge. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but, but they don't know that right? they don't know so, that yeah so it's it's yeah. absolutely it's that's why we're talking to them to be like this is what we're planning to do and mm-hmm. we need to get licensing like everybody else would right so yeah no i just but yeah i remember you showed the calculation in one of the emails it's like okay i'm gonna put in triple our annual production and that still like barely covers that like 100 cubes yeah yeah <laughs> So yeah, uh, everything's going down the road. It's uh, hopefully it's just a matter of time. Knock on wood, um, mm-hmm. and we'll keep going through the process as we need to. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, anyone one has gone through a similar process and would like to, you know, send us an, a message and bitch about it uh, to us, or if anybody <laughs> would like to complain about their ceiling drywall project, yes, <laughs> yeah, this is why we hire people to do it. <laughs> Because it sucks. Like, like legitimately, I was broken the first day. And, and like, this is almost, like, this is Wednesday now. And I'm starting to get, like, proper range of motion back in my shoulder. God. Not, I'm not built to do this anymore. But anyways, if anyone's going to message us and uh, uh, say many words to us through various means, how would they do that, Rob? Oh, they can contact us. Either on our website at solutionsbrewing.com is a contact us page there. Uh, they can send us an email at noproblems at solutionsbrewing.com. And of course, we're available on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Solutions Brewing Co. Sounds and great. And I think that's probably the smoothest I've ever said those things. <laughs> so, well done. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that wraps it for the episode. Not so... quite. We got one other shout out we got to do. In That's a few true. weeks here, we're going to be at the Rocky Mountain Wine and Food Festival in Calgary, October 14th and 15th. We'll have a booth there. I uh, hope to see everybody there. It'll be fantastic. We'll be sampling yep. beers. That's exciting. Enjoy That's coming up pretty soon here. What is that? Two weeks? Yeah. Three weeks? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. Jeez. Yeah. How the time flies. Well. Yeah. And with that, now that's a wrap. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and thank we're you still everyone. available at all the Sobies, folks. So Sobies is yes. a safe way to go. And they're reordering us, which is super big. So go keep go to the Duke. I think it's the Duke Sobies or something like that. Keep they keep yeah. ordering us in. It's amazing. Yeah. But, but thank you everyone. Uh, thanks for joining us for this week, and we will talk to you next time. Take care, everyone.